What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. going on hogline nation welcome back to the hogline podcast i'm your host mitchell manis alongside my co-host jack manis just us no shreff it feels weird without him he hasn't been that's true not yeah. on the show since i mean there was a few where he you know was busy on vacation whatnot um but you know he's been consistently on the show for it's pretty much since september so we missed you shreff it feels weird without you but Nonetheless, we got to keep it, keep the show rolling, and today we're uh, we're talking some March Madness. It's a beautiful time of year. Um, we were our hearts were ripped out when it was robbed and taken away from us two years ago during that weird time in the whole entire world, not just the sports world, the entire world and society itself. But we're back. The tournament is back. There were no fans last year, so we are fully back now. There's going to be fans, right? Fans. Jack and, and I are going to be one of those fans. Right. We will be among the fans. Yes, Very we will. Exciting. Very exciting. This will be my first NCAA tournament game that I will be attending in person. Jack's as well, right? I don't think you've been to one. Correct. I, mean, I can't think of one. <laughs> we'll be going to the games in Pittsburgh, uh, the second round games. And we once we you know go through, we're going to go, let me just say the itinerary today. Uh we're going to be going region by region, kind of talking through these games, talking some upsets that we like and some teams that we think will make a little bit of a run that maybe you weren't expecting us to say. Um, it's going to get a little wild in the next hour here with our brackets. Um, and once we get to the games that we'll be attending, we'll be you know, talking a little bit about that as well. And I guess we can just get right into it unless you have something else to add. Nope. Let's do it. Um, Perfect. I actually do have something to say before we start. Um, you know, I, I, I think I would consider Hogland Nation a, an educated group of sports fans. That's fair to say, right? Some. Some. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I think it goes without saying, at least in my opinion, that you have to take what we say especially on this topic and March Madness and the tournament in general, somewhat with a grain of salt, because this is, I don't think anyone, this isn't a surprise to anyone, that this is the, this is the most difficult sport and specifically time of year and postseason to predict. Postseason, yeah. Right. Because it's just, 
you know, it's notorious for anything can happen. Upsets happen. Teams that like Oregon State last year, they 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 had no chance of making the tournament unless they won their conference tournament. They did, and I think they got to Elite Eight. Like I, they were an afterthought. Not just my bracket, and I'm sure your bracket, but 96, 97 percent of people probably just didn't even think about them. Didn't look at them. Like, oh, I don't know who they're playing round one, but that's an easy one right there. UCLA first four in. Yeah, UCLA our last four in comes in from a play-in game. And I didn't even pick them to beat Michigan. I they played Michigan State. I don't think I had them beating Michigan State. And they go to the Final Four. They are one incredible shot away from being beating one of the best teams in college basketball in recent memory uh, and going to the finals. And they would have played the eventual champion, Baylor. I say all that to say, you know, if we're dead wrong, I don't want anyone coming at us just because, you know, it's, it's just like throwing darts blindfolded at the end of the day. So right, right. just wanted to put that disclaimer out there for everyone. I, but again, I, I'm not accusing anyone. I'm sure everyone knows that, but I just wanted to make it known and said. Um, also, I, I guess I have some overall stats. They don't really, they apply to certain teams, what I'm going to say, but um, no team has ever won the tournament when they lost the first game of their conference tournament. Did you know that? No. Do you have any notables that would apply to? Yeah, there's. I have five here. Teams that this year lost the, fir- the first game that they played in the tournament, in the conference tournament. Texas, Auburn, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Baylor. Okay. All lost the first game they played in the tournament, and no team has ever done that. You know, they go in cold into the tournament. It's, it's a real momentum killer, I guess, if you will. Also, in the Ken Palm era, which is, I believe, since 1997. So that, what's that? That's 24 years, 25 years. Yep. I think every champion has been going into the tournament top 25 in defensive efficiency and top 40 in offensive efficiency. And you know, it's kind of somewhat difficult to find good data on efficiency ratings for college basketball, but I think I it found is. one Okay. from teamrankings.com. I, they're pretty reliable. I've used them for the against the spread when we did lock of the week for football. So I, I think it's a decently reputable source. And according to that, their efficiency rankings, I have, there's only four teams that fit the bill for top 25 in defensive efficiency and top 40 in offense efficiency. There's one that's like one team that's just outside the top 40 in offense efficiency. Um, and those teams are Gonzaga, Arizona, Murray State, Loyola, Chicago, and UCLA, who's just outside. They don't quite fit it, but they're like one or two away. So they're pretty close. Okay. So those teams, I just want to put that out there. Those are some trends that I've been close. I found out about the efficiency one probably like back in December, January. So I've been kind of monitoring that throughout the second half of the college basketball season to kind of keep an eye on who I might like to make a deep run. Um, And I've kind of, you know, based my predictions and projections, if you will, on that. Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Without further ado, we will get into the bracket here. Selection Sunday was awesome. Uh, I was very nervous, but Thankfully, for my sake, they let me know right away that Rutgers was going to be in in the play-in game. 
uh, on Wednesday night, and they'll play the Notre Dame Fire Fighting Irish. Jack is very conflicted on that one. Yeah. But I'm glad they uh, didn't keep me in suspense. So I'm glad they, they at 6.04, I, I, my nerves were calm. The first region we'll be looking at is the West. Um, any, you know, any, anything you want to start off here? Any matchup or team that, you know, catches your eye? I know Rutgers is in, that, in this, uh, this bracket. Uh, the number one overall seed, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are in it there. Um, what do you think? What are your initial thoughts on this one? Uh, okay, if you you let off with Rutgers, and we can start off with that Rutgers Notre Dame uh, playing the winner of that plays Bama. Um, obviously, I'm partial to Rutgers and Notre Dame, and Bama was my pick to win it all last year. I really like Nate Oates, um, and Javon Quinterly is one of my favorite players in college basketball to watch. Uh, however, I'm really not that high on Bama anymore. I really don't think many people are. Um, I I feel pretty strongly about the winner of Rutgers Notre Dame, which I would favor Rutgers winning. Um, that winner beating Bama. I have a stat here. I mean, Bama's whole style of basketball this year is just living and dying by the three ball. They've attempted the fifth most threes in all of college basketball, shooting only thirty percent of the team. That's pretty yeah. not good. Yeah. And I mean, Rutgers and Notre Dame as well plays pesky defense. And I think, um, actually, I have another set of Notre Dame being a very well disciplined team. They've committed the fewest fouls out of all tournament teams Notre wow. Dame has. So, um, and just another shout out my last Notre Dame set. Um, there's five guards in this tournament that are shooting above 50%. One of them is senior Dane Goodwin. Who I've drawn compare people have said I look like him, which I don't I don't think so, but I'll pull up a picture. Um anywho, I I think that playing game winner takes takes down Bama. Um your thoughts. Well yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean I'm that's right. I'm, you also have that same predicted as well, right? I do. Uh I have Rutgers winning and I have us beating Alabama when I saw that was the um, the matchup, the draw for if we do happen to win the play-in game, that right, sorry, I got distracted there. I looked up Dane Goodwin, and I think it's uh, it's not like a perfect comparison, but I can see it like very, very slightly. Okay. But anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna do something special, and I, I I'll get to it in a second here. I don't have us. I have us out in the second round. Okay. Uh, but beating Bama, so exactly what we did last year. We were ten seed. We beat. We lost to Houston by three in the second round. Almost pulled off uh, an upset over a Final Four team last year. So I was just glad that we got in. I think we deserve to get in. I was texting you a little bit about it before when I was a little bit nervous, but I was at peace if we didn't. So we did have some bad losses early on in the season. So ultimately I couldn't be too upset because you can't, you can't have those bad losses um, like that. And, but again, the, I want to, I want to see this run. I want to see Geo Baker, and Ron Harper finish out their college career the right way in the mm-hmm. tournament where they belong. So glad we are in there. 
Uh, let's talk about Gonzaga briefly here. They are, you know, the number one overall seed. Uh, they were undefeated last year up until the championship game. They were my pick to win it all. There were a lot of people's pick to win it all. Drew Timmy's back. Uh, he's obviously very well experienced now in the tournament. I think, is he a junior? I think he was a sophomore last year. I don't know. But he is an upperclassman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have Chet Holmgren, who's having a very fantastic freshman year. Projected to go top three, if not one, in the NBA draft. Uh, I forget. So you had Gonzaga making where losing in the Sweet Sixteen to Arkansas, right? I I initially I have them out in the second round to Memphis. I I that is one matchup I'm considering changing because I know it's kind of wild. Uh, which you know, as we talk about the bracket, Hogley Nation is going to see that my bracket's very wild, but they're just not quite as good as last year. And maybe it's me still being salty that they didn't quite pull it out for me when I picked them to win it all last year. I don't know what that is, but I'm not sure. I like Memphis a lot. They uh, had a really good season in their own right. And, um, and yeah, Arkansas, we both like them a lot. Do we, we both have them coming out of the, the region, right? Um, yes, that's correct. Yeah, so we both have the Razorbacks making. I'm sorry, the final no, four. I did, I did have them. I changed it to Texas Tech. Okay, but you have them in the Elite Eight, right? Yep. Yeah, so I have Arkansas in the Final Four, and Jack has them in the Elite Eight. Uh, so we both like them a lot, and you know, particularly JT, JD Note is having a fantastic year. Uh, they got really good guard play. Pit transfer Adis Tony is there, and I love Coach Musselman. I think yeah. he's just great. I've I thought he was, you know, he embodies the spirit of March, especially when he was at Nevada when, when they had the twins and they made that run to the Sweet 16 as a, I think, seven or eight seed, probably seven. Seven, seed. yep. Um, but, you know, still relatively unknown at that point. Uh, but that was really fun to watch. And every, I think he's been Arkansas's coach for, I don't know if you know, for three years maybe? I, I was going to say three. I think it's Okay, three. this could be his third season, but been a big Arkansas fan since he's been there and uh, last year I was really disappointed because I wanted the I wanted to pick them further last year I believe they were a six seed no wait do you remember what they were last year I don't all I know is that they were matched up against Texas Tech in the second round and like I was I really liked Texas Tech I ultimately had them in the final four but I was like I think the winner of this game is going to make it out of the region um, and Arkansas kind of came kind of close. They went to the Elite Eight. So I was disappointed they were matched up against them last year. Mm-hmm. But this year, uh, again, you know, it's not an easy path. They got to go through Gonzaga in the Sweet 16, most likely. But um, I think they are going to do something special this year. No, Note's having a fantastic year. I think he averages like 17 or 18 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got a good supporting cast around him. So. Any final word on the way? How are we going to do this? Are we going to actually read every one of our predictions or should we just say like our... I wasn't planning on that, no. Okay. Um, so I think we kind of just talked through. You have Arkansas and Tech in the Elite Eight and, our, and Tech making it out, right? Correct. We, can, think... just, we can just kind of say our, our Elite Eight predictions when we talk about each one, so... How about we should say that for the end? Okay, yeah. Um, but before we move off this region, I think we should just briefly talk about davidson i have them in the elite eight spoiler that's right um because yeah. we both have them upsetting duke in the second round as coach k's finals final game 
I had a few stats on Davidson I wrote down. Um, it did make me nervous because as a Rutgers fan and a team on the bubble, I was really rooting for them in the 8-10 championship on Sunday, and they didn't quite pull it out against the Spiders of Richmond. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous that that was going to be the deciding factor uh, that would leave us on the outside looking in. But right. thankfully, it wasn't. Uh, Davidson, Hung Jung Lee, one of the top soft for- small forwards in, in the country. He's fantastic. He's so good. Exciting player, as well as uh, Foster Lawyer, who leads the country in free throw percentage. Do you know what he shoots from the line? No. 93.3% from the line. Um, I'm sorry. He leads all uh, – no, I, I believe that's all – at least everyone in the tournament. He's the free throw percentage leader, and he's the – That's best. all who's left, so that's all we're counting at this point. So. And he's the best three-point shooter in the tournament as well. He shoots 44.5% from three. That's money. Yeah. So watch out for Davidson spoiling Coach K's uh, retirement tour in, in the tournament. That'd be great. Would love to see it. And uh, anything else? I mean, Mm-mm. I don't think I have any other upsets in this region. Uh, I like UConn. It's uh, unfortunate that they got to go against Arkansas and potentially Gonzaga. So I think they got a tough draw there. But if they were in a another region, I would maybe consider having them further along. But, you know, tough draw in my opinion there. We'll move on to the East. This is headed by Baylor. Uh, we got Kentucky as the two, Purdue as the three, UCLA as the four. Um, what is your initial thoughts on this region? I think I think it's an overall pretty strong, pretty strong one. I think, you know, we'll get to it in a second, but I, I think the Midwest is, in my opinion, the weakest region. But you can correct me if you think differently. I keep forgetting which ones are niche. Okay. Midwest is the yeah, one yeah, with yeah. Kansas and Auburn and right. all them, but I really like the East. I think it's uh, one of the stronger ones. Um, do you want to start with Murray State? Yeah, I mean, I, when I said at the top of the show here, they're one of the four teams that are top 25 in defensive efficiency and top 40 in offensive. Uh, what was their record? They were, they were 30 and two. Are they the only 30 win team in the, in the tournament? I think South Dakota State might be a 31 team. Yeah, that sounds right. But yeah, Get Murray State is uh, averaging almost 80 points a game. They weren't undefeated in their conference. They won their conference tournament. Uh, they were ranked to end the year. I think they were in the teens, something like that. And uh, they're an offensive wagon. And they're just, uh, they're a fun team to watch. And you have them going how far again? 316. Sweet 16. I have them in the Elite Eight. Like I okay. said, my bracket's getting wild here, folks. So you said they went undefeated in their conference. Who were their losses to? They beat I'll Memphis. Check right now. They I'll... beat Memphis out of conference. Um, they <laughs> lost to East Tennessee State in November. They lost well, to Auburn as well. Auburn. In December by 13. Okay. It was only two losses the whole year. Right. So they haven't lost since then, since December. They haven't lost in almost three months. I mean, they yeah. kind of, I feel like they run this conference every year. Was it the Ohio Valley, right? Yep, the Ohio Valley. Uh-huh. Uh, they're led by junior forward KJ Williams, averages 18.2 points per game and eight 
eight and a half rebounds. Um, and like I said, they're, they can score the ball. And uh, this team is a better team than when John Morant was on there. And uh, I think they're, they're going to be, I mean, I think a, a lot of people are having them. I don't know if a lot of people are having them beat Kentucky, but that was one I, I, I just, I'm, I'm confident. I just got a feeling that they're going to make mm-hmm. a run. Um, you know, quick tangent. I mean, I, I, you and I have different philosophies on this. I always say, I forgot to say my, my main stat on my trends, how eight of the nine past tournaments have had a seven seed or lower make the final four. And so that's my justification for picking a lot of upsets. And while you do agree that, you know, you can't deny the facts and the trends, uh, you know, if I'm misquoting you, you can correct me, but it's just too hard to predict who that's going to be. So you might as well be a little bit safer when you're filling out your brackets in terms of entering it into a, a contest. Right. I would say go safer if you're doing like a tournament challenge, entering in a like your standard a CBS or ESPN tournament challenge. Um, but it, if you uh, sports bet, if you are in, if you have a sports book, go uh, place a future. Like pick maybe one from each quadrant, one seven seed or lower that you think could make it there, and just put something small on that on that team to make the final four. Yeah. And then if they do, that, you'll feel good about it. So right, just put like a dollar or two on each, and I don't know. That I think that'd be a good strategy to go about that. Yeah, or you can do what I'm going to do is I'm most likely going to do two brackets in our pool. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, cheap plug. Please, uh, if you are interested, you can uh, contact us for some details for our pool. We're definitely anyone who's interested can definitely participate. Uh, it's ten dollars per bracket, and um, and we'll send you the details. But I'm going to do two, and I'm going to do one that's a little bit more conservative and one that gets a little wild, which is, I guess, my main one because that's the bracket I did right after the selection show. So, But anyway, back to the, back to the region. We talked a little bit about Murray State here. Um, I really like UCLA. They returned a lot of – I mean, pretty much everyone from last year's Final Four team. They added Rutgers transfer Miles Johnson, who – you know, if you know Miles Johnson, he's not very uh, <laughs> I'm gonna quick, if you will, but he's just a very unconventional player, good defender, and he is a good role-playing bench player for their team. And Johnny Juzang was hurt for a little bit there, but he is fully back and healthy now. And uh, I think they're ready to go on a run and get a little revenge for what happened to them last year. Uh for the most part, taking care of the ball as well. Uh, among all tournament teams, they're third in turnover margin. And among individual players, Tiger Campbell, he's second in assist to turnover ratio among all players in the tournament. Yep. Yeah, had a good year. Um, 15 and five in the Pac-12. And um, like I said, along, among that metric for efficiencies, they didn't quite fit the criteria, but they were just like on the outskirts of it so i'm pretty much going to count them in that and i really like the team uh decent draw in terms of a path i know they got to play baylor um but you're gonna have to play some good teams eventually if if the dominoes fall that way um any upsets in here i have two yeah i have two 
Um, like first round upsets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We both we can start here. We both have the Wyoming Indiana winner, which we both have Indiana beating St. Mary's. Well, we got to talk about that. Like, how stupid is it that Indiana has to play in the play-in game? Oh my god! Yeah, I. I don't know what I mean. I mean, I guess the answer is they could have won the conference tournament, but are you kidding me? They made the semifinals of the conference tournament yeah. as a nine right. seed, and they lost the eventual champion off a of bank three at the buzzer pretty much. Right. Like they, they deserve to be in this field. I thought they were going to be a 10 seed. Yeah. At least. I, it, I, don't, I just don't get it. And we're going to get biggest, to the... Well, you get to the biggest uh, robbery in in a second here, which I'm sure you'll have a lot to say. Yeah. Um, but we'll not spoil that right now. But it's just uh, it's really unfair, and I don't like that at all. And uh, they should be solidly in the field of 64 and not have to go to Dayton. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. But have them beating Wyoming, and we both have them beating uh, St. Mary's, which yep. when we talked to Kieran, Kieran had St. Mary's in the Final Four. They're just, I don't I, know. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know anything can happen. I always say we don't know anything, but man, that that seems unlikely. That really <laughs> unlikely. I know they beat Gonzaga, but um, I don't know. It's really tough to put in someone from the West Coast Conference who's not Gonzaga in the Final Four. And I know St. Mary's is respectable. Like they have made the tournament a few times the past couple of years, you know. Um, I don't know. They're, just, they're a good program, but like yeah. once they get there, they, I mean, you can, can you can keep talking, but I'm going to look up their, their uh, postseason success in recent years. I just, any, any mid-major, is West Coast Conference saying, yeah, they're mid-major, you can consider them. Um, not How many even teams they get this year? West Coast Conference? Just, I three. Just can, who besides Gonzaga, St. Mary's? San Francisco. Oh, okay. BYU oh. didn't make it. They usually are on the, right. on the border there, but. Yeah, just the talent is pretty grim out there. <laughs> All right, so St. Mary's in, okay, since 2004, they've made the tournament seven times as a 10, 10, 10, 7, 11, 7, and 11 seed. So they're many, kind of always a mid seed, I guess. This is over the past how many years? Seventeen or eighteen. They made it how many times? You said seven. Okay. Um, and like I said, they're they're either a, they've been a seven through eleven seed. This year they're a five, so it's their best seeding ever, I think, in the tournament. Probably, yeah. And they're they've gone lost in the first round. Lost in the first round, Sweet 16. Lost in the second round, second round, second round, first round. So they've only, out of those seven appearances, they've only made it out of the first weekend one time and they only made the Sweet 16. Thanks. So they just don't historically fare well in the tournament. So that's why it's just, uh, like you said, it would be a shock, even though they are a five seed and they had a very good year if they uh, had, you know, you know, some substantial success, but anyway, mm-hmm. not going to hear that from us. Cause we both have them out in the first round. Yep. Baylor, any word on them? They're the defending champions. What do you, 
Is do you have that Baylor out when? Championship. Oh wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, you have them in the championship. And I'll be honest, don't have much of an argument for it. Okay. I mean, they're the one seed, so that's some that's an argument. And I like just I said feel... no team has ever won the championship losing their first game in the conference tournament, and they did lose to Oklahoma in their first. Well, I don't. Good thing I don't have them winning. Yeah, he have them in the championship. Um, so I, uh, I feel like not many. I mean, the defending champ. Um, has that ever happened back to back champions? I'm sure it has. I don't know. That's pretty tough. At least since it's like expanded to 64 teams, I I doubt that's happened. Um, it is tough, but I um, uh, yeah, I don't have them winning. I just feel like not many people are. I know they're a one seed. What were they the? They were third. one last year. No, I'm saying this year. They were the third overall. I think so. Um, I feel like, I don't know. Is it just me or are they like flying under the radar a little bit? They flew under the radar last year. They right. weren't a popular pick despite being a high seed. So. Yeah, I feel like they won't be a popular pick this year. I feel like a lot of people are going to have UCLA beating them in the Sweet 16. Um, yeah, and probably Kentucky coming out of this bracket. Right. Um, I do have them out in the Sweet 16 to UCLA. And, um, but yeah, I, I think they're a good team. It's just that, that, that's, uh, that trend when I saw that kind of scared me a little bit off of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the last thing we can say in this region is, you know, you're high on Texas. Kind of care to explain why? Um, <laughs> my reason is that my friend Josh, Josh Sorkin, he, is notorious and admittedly himself has a always has a bad bracket very bad bracket uh last year texas was his team which he picked usc and switched to texas last second which he never does and texas lost to albie and christian it was in the first round so i feel like there's going to be reverse luck revenge texas is going to Muster up something magical. I don't really have much faith in Texas. I, this is really the sole reason why I have Texas winning this round, the second round, this week 16, and losing to Baylor in the Elite Eight. <laughs> um, Sometimes it's all the justification you need to pick a team. My only, st- <laughs> my only stat here in Texas, they are the best scoring defense uh, among all six of the major conferences at 59.6 points against per game. Chris Beard, he's got tournament experience. He made the championship uh, in 2019. So just three years ago, he made a, a good run. And he always has good defenses for his program. So that makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, I mean, I have him out. I have him losing to Virginia Tech just because Virginia Tech is hot and they won the ACC. And I know you're not a fan of the ACC. because ACC is just not good. And I think that they they got hot late. Like late in the season, not late in the season, the tournament, um, and they ran through a very weak ACC. So yeah. I think I think that's going to be a popular pick because they're a hot team, but I just I they're just not very good. All right, fair enough. All right, we'll move on here to the South region, uh, headed by one seed Arizona, two seeded Nova, uh, three seed. Tennessee and four Illinois. Um, 
this is my most interesting and controversial bracket, which the team I have coming out of it, which I'll get to in a second, but uh, could shock some people. What is your initial reaction here? Um, oh, I, okay. I, like, I, was, I was trying to think who you had, but I yeah, remember now. I like this bracket a lot, and I'm, 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 I, I feel like we got the. Oh, we we have a lot to talk about here, actually. Yeah, we do, and I feel like we got the best one to see. I mean, we're going to be seeing this. We're going to be seeing the winners of Houston UAB versus Illinois and Chattanooga. And then also the winners of Ohio State Loyal and Nova and Delaware. So like we could potentially see Nova, Loyola, Illinois, Houston, or UAB. I mean, there's a lot of good players we can watch and exciting players. So um, I we I think we lucked out a lot with uh, what games are gonna be in Pittsburgh, but I think I we did too. Just because you know, you know, I'm really high on Loyola Chicago. I'll get to to what extent I am of high on them in a second, but Ohio state, I mean, kind of an intriguing team kind of had an up and down season, uh, 19 and 11. Yeah. did finish kind of on a cold streak, but you know, they were two seed last year and they lost to Oral Roberts, uh, who was a 15. So they could be out for vengeance now. That's true. Uh, they have EG eight, excuse me, EJ Liddell, who is a really good player. Um, and had another fantastic season for them. So I think it would be, you know, it would kind of bust my bracket a little bit if they won. But I think they're a fun team and an interesting team, if you will. If, if it happens to be Nova and Ohio State, I'm not going to be disappointed um, in terms of a matchup perspective. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I can just say it now. I have Loyola Chicago in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. So that is my uh, balls to the walls prediction. And uh, they fit that metric of the efficiencies, like I said. And they're always underseeded. I mean, you look at it last year, they were an eight seed and they beat Illinois, who is a lot of people's team to win it all potentially. I mean, they were coming off hot off of a Big Ten championship win. And uh, Loyola played them really well. And um, they're always a tough out. I mean, they've made the final four, what was that, five years ago? And mm-hmm. uh, whenever they make the tournament, they are, I don't know, like I said, they're a tough out, and I think they're going to make a run. They it's, are. It's a I tough think, draw. I mean, they got to play Nova. Yeah. So that's, they like, gotta, that's not easy, but. They have arguably, like, the toughest. Like, the, you look at their bracket, they're cornered by Nova. If they win, that got by Tennessee, presumably. I mean, if, ten, if it's chalk, um, that's tough. I, I feel like they would be a more popular like Cinderella run team to pick again as you did if that wasn't the case that they had to face Nova and Tennessee um I'll switch over to Nova whom I have coming out of this bracket this the south region uh I like Nova a lot stat here on Nova they lead the nation in free throw percentage at 82 percent as a team uh, that's about 5% higher than any team in the tournament. And that um, the testament to winning close games, they're obviously led by senior guard Colin Gillespie, um, who I believe he is the behind Foster Lawyer, who I mentioned earlier from Davidson. He's the best free throw, free throw percentage in the tournament. Um, and Biggie's player of the year, veteran leadership, he's 
won a national championship before as a freshman. Um, so no, it was just a good team. I know they don't, they don't, they don't have much depth, but if they rely on their top guys and they're the one of the best in this whole field, clearly. Yeah. I mean, even though I have Loyola beating them in the second round, that's not a knock on them because, you know, when I put together and finalize my more conservative bracket, I think I'm going to really strongly consider having Villanova come out of the bracket, um, out of that region, excuse me. So I agree with everything you said and me having them as an early exit is not indicative of how like I view them as a team. I think they're very good. And that free throw percentage stat that you brought up is no joke. And I think that's really important as well as senior guard leadership in the tournament, because that proves to be a, um, a valuable thing to have for your team in this, uh, in this setting where you got to play a lot of games and it's an emotional, you can't get too high or too low during a game and you got to stay calm and consistent. So I like that a lot. Um, another very, you know, what are we, what am I trying to say? Passionate, close to your heart topic for us here specifically is uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Elaborate on that and kind of what that means to you, Jack. Oh, sorry. Did you want me to go? Yeah, I said elaborate on it. Tell, tell, tell Hagla Nation your gripe with the committee and uh, uh, sure. the Michigan Wolverines. There's two regular season, regular season games left. Uh, on DraftKings, I saw odds of will they make the tournament? Michigan was. What was their record at the time? Do you remember? It was the sec. There was two games left in the regular season. So and they went one and one and lost. They were one and two. So what was that? They were sixteen and twelve. Um, and they had Iowa let yet to play as well as Ohio State and then the Big Ten tournament, which they lost to Iowa. Beat Ohio Indiana. State, lost Indiana in tournament in the first round. Um, so those odds at the time I placed, it was no at plus 500, which I placed, which I wagered, and yes at minus 750, which I was baffled that they were minus 750 to make it at their position. Um, it seemed like a mistake. It did seem like a mistake. And I mean – Especially when com you compared them to Rutgers, who I'd say what it was like say? even odds to make it or not at that time. Yeah, pretty. It was even odds to make it or not, and the resumes at that point I'd say were pretty equal, even a slight edge to Rutgers. I feel like, in my opinion, mm -hmm. I, I texted you, you know, during conference tournament week, but that whole, you know, the odds of when, when they were minus seven fifty to make it at that point, and they had three tough opponents coming up. It just seemed like a one big inside joke that everyone was a part of, but we just weren't getting. Like, why? Why is everyone like? It doesn't make any sense. Like, it just seemed like. Yeah. It baffled me, and you know, we were. I was, you know, I'm like, I think that is very telling that they're going to get in, like no matter what, which is stupid. But, you know, we said it earlier. Like, how did they just avoid the playing game? If they're going to get in at all, how do yeah. they solidly make the field of sixty-four? It doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess you can say, trying to like trying to spin it to make an argument for them. Like, if we had recency bias, 
But I, I'm I'm just looking I'm looking at their past games now. Um, other than their let's see, they beat Purdue. I know they beat Purdue in February. They beat Iowa. They have wins over Purdue and Iowa, and that's their only in Rutgers. That's their only impressive wins, really. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Out of principle, I can't I can't pick them to win a single game in the tournament. So I'm going with Colorado State, which I don't know much about Colorado State. I know that they're second among all tournament teams in free throw percentage behind Nova. So that's something we got going for us. Um yeah. I think I said all that and I did pick them to win the first round too. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I hope they don't. I really don't, but so that's what I thought. Um, other other interesting things I did go with here. I did pick Chattanooga over Illinois. Don't really have much logic behind that. I'm just like, there's more vibes. So that's what I that's what my heart told me to do, and I got a little crazy as well. And I picked TCU over Arizona in the second round. Uh, uh, I also had that, as you know. Yeah. TCU is fourth in Division One in rebound margin. They have about nine more offensive rebound. They have nine more rebounds. They get nine more rebounds, more rebounds than they let up, than they allow. That's behind Kentucky, Purdue, and Gonzaga. Um, so that's pretty elite company there. Um, Makes sense. Those are, I mean, you think about it, like Gonzaga has Timmy and Holmgren, and they're both really big. And uh, Purdue has Zach Eady, who's like seven foot five. Right. And um, Kentucky has the guy. I don't know Oscar. I don't know how to Oscar pronounce Tashibui. his last name. I think it's Tashibui, but yeah. it looks like Tashibui. And he, he has fifteen he leads, rebounds a game. He leads yeah. the country. So leads the country in rebounds, fifteen point one per game. Leads the country in double doubles. He's had twenty seven out of the thirty three games played. Is double double. Yeah, he's a he's a monster. So right. uh, makes sense, to, and that's good company to be in for um right for TCU. TCU, I think, has um in the latter part of the season, they had some pretty convincing wins. They beat Texas Tech as well as Kansas. They upset at home. Then they went to play Kansas two days later, um, which I thought Kansas would kind of blow them out, but they played Kansas really close. Only lost by I believe two or three it was a very close game I, I watched the second half um and we're both I, took, I think i took tcu to cover in that game I took, I, I took i altered i remember i altered kansas down a little bit to cover because i thought they would um make it have a statement win at home uh after being upset by tcu but i was wrong tcu is a tough team we love jamie dixon he's a great coach very experienced head coach for many years so tcu of arizona but just to shout out Arizona, they are the first in scoring offense among all major conference teams and first in total assists in all division one. So great offensive team. It'll be a good matchup if that's if that's what we're drawn in the second round. Exactly. All right. Anything else in this region? I think we uh, pretty much covered all of our main talking points. I mean, we're going to, like you said, I'm really excited for the matchups that potential matchups that we're going to be getting. Um, Let's see, you know, what I if we get a Chattanooga UAB matchup? That'd be crazy. I mean, UAB they've um, they're first out of all tournament teams in turnover margin. 
Okay. And obviously one of the most exciting players in the tournament, Jordan Walker. Um, so that would be a great, great matchup. I mean, the Chattanooga UAB would be, would be wild. Um, I mean, I would love to see Houston as well. It's Houston versus UAB, so can't go wrong there. I'd really prefer to see Illinois rather than Chattanooga. Sorry, Mitchell. Just because, I mean, I don't know. I think. I mean, you, honestly, me too. You'd rather I mean, see I... Illinois, yeah. Like seeing Kofi Coburn in person would be cool. Um, I, hope we get Loyola, I hope we get Loyola over Ohio State so we can so we can see Sister Jean. Um, and I would say I want want to see Nova as well. So ideally, I want to see. Illinois versus Houston or UAB would be good too. I'm really indifferent there. And then Loyola versus Nova. They're the ideal games that I want to see. Like I said, I want to see Sister Jean hit the gritty. <laughs> I want I want the Ramblers to beat Nova and then after the game, Sister Jean goes up to Colin Gillespie and just hits the gritty in his, in his face. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right. We're on to the last region here, the Midwest. And I said it was probably, in my opinion, the weakest one and definitely the one I had the most difficult. Like when they revealed it, I really didn't know who I was going to pick. And I honestly still might edit it, um, but we will see. Headed by Kansas, the Big 12 tournament champions at the one seed. Auburn at two, Wisconsin at three, and Providence at four. Um, what are your thoughts here? I'm trying to think think who you had coming out of it and i don't remember it's auburn i got auburn, auburn. Okay. yep uh i feel like a lot of te- a lot of people are off auburn um where do you have them out sweet 16 okay. to uh wisconsin um i don't know i i've i guess maybe among my friends i just keep hearing auburn are kind of frauds but I still think they're a very, very strong team. Um, stat here I have on them, they lead all of college basketball with 7.9 blocks per game, which is a pretty significant uh, margin over the team who's in second, which is UConn at 6.5. So it's wow. like, it's, it's Auburn at eight and then six, and the UConn 6.5 and the rest are like pretty um, hovering around there. So I thought that was a pretty significant stat. Um, I do. I just really think they're a strong team. Um, Bruce Pearl's got that uh, tournament run experience. That's true. Um, I'm just looking at their path here. Uh, I like their path. I like their yeah, path I do a lot. too. Like Miami, they got to take Miami or USC in the second round. I don't find either of them particularly strong teams. Um, Wisconsin. If Wisconsin makes it there, I think is a very tough matchup. Um, yeah, I know I like Auburn, but there are a couple other teams I like in here. Um, you want to talk about Wisconsin? I know Wisconsin is your no. You had them out in the lead eight. I forget. What do you have? I do. I have Kansas beating uh, Wisconsin to go to the Final Four, but that's something I'm heavily debating in my mind if I want to alter. Just mm-hmm. because I, I think Kansas is a good team. I was high on them for most of the year, but I just don't think they play good enough defense. I mean, it's just tough because I just didn't know who else to pick there in that region. And um, Iowa's really hot. I mean, they got Keegan Murray, who averages like 24 points per game, and he's really, really good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, I, uh, Iowa's, got, Iowa's got a lot of, you know, experienced guys. Jordan Bohannon is on a sixth season, and I think they said he's played the most games in anyone who's in the tournament, I think. So, you know, they got that experience there. They're a strong team, but I don't know. I just get – I just think they're going to disappoint at the end of the day. I have Iowa out in the Sweet 16, and this was just – like I said, I, I'm just – I have a lot of mixed emotions, mixed feelings about this region as a whole. Um, and I think one matchup I am pretty confident in, which I think it's going to be a very popular upset pick, but the Jackrabbits are definitely beating Providence. That's all I know. I uh, Yeah, I want to talk about that one. So I have Providence in my Elite Eight. Not gonna change it. Stake. Will not will not change it. I think um they're the Big East champion, regular season champion. Um I think there's something to be said about that. Big East is a very strong conference this year. Uh they're very experienced. I could be making this up. I think they're the one of the highest age teams, average age. Could be making that up, but um I just got a feeling about them. I like that. I before the brag came out, I just was going to pick them to go far however digging deep south dakota state is statistically a little daunting <laughs> um i know yeah, they're, they're yeah they're number one in offensive efficiency and it they just, are first in all of division one and three point percentage that they're shooting 45 percent of the team from three like i i guess you i'm trying to spin the narrative that like hey easy conference but i mean they can play whoever they want. They can make the three. <laughs> yeah, the, the three-point line is the three-point right. line for every. So, season, so I mean, they haven't they haven't even lost in like no, since November or something like that. Um, it's a little scary, but I'm sticking with Providence. Um, I have one more stat about South Dakota State. They got one of the and I referenced that list earlier. I have there's five guards that shoot above fifty percent. They have one of them at Baylor Shireman. Um. It's going to be an interesting one. I think that's an early. It's one of the first games, is it not? On Thursday. Um, I'll check, but I think I think you're right. Okay, so yeah, as Mitchell said, that's going to be a good game. It's the second game of the tournament, right? Um, Iowa. You talked about Iowa. Keegan Murray. He's the leading scorer among major conference players. Um, just fresh off the Big Ten championship. Uh, so I feel like I've heard a lot of including yourself. Yeah, you had them in the final four. No, you don't. You just said you didn't. Um, I've heard a lot of final. I won the final fours um, predictions. Um, what else we got? Rich, they're playing Richmond, who just won the A-10. They um, I mean, would not have been in the tournament otherwise. So who's their good? Oh, Jacob Gilliard, their 5'9 senior guard. He leads all Division One in minutes per game at 30.8, 30.3. So he's sitting for one minute a game. Um, he's first in assist to turnover ratio and leads all Division One in steals per game at over three, 3.09. So that's all you really can't ask for any much more in a guard. So he'll be someone to watch in this matchup as well. Uh, what else we got in this region? Uh, can we talk about LSU? Yeah, they lose their coach less than a week ago. Um, right. And I, everyone I've talked to, I think has Iowa State beating them. Yeah, they're a very interesting team. Um, obviously, lost their coach a week ago, as you said. But statistically, they interesting here. All kind of all over the place. So 
they're six in division one, sixth in division one, and first among all tournament teams in three point percentage defense. So they their opponents shoot twenty eight percent from three. Um, however, they commit nineteen over nineteen personal fouls per game, which is the worst out of all tournament teams. However, they're first in all division one in total steals. So play pesky defense may foul you, but they'll get they'll they'll first force turnovers and get the ball from you. Um which they are. They're first in among all tournament teams in turnovers forced at over 18 per game. So a little over the place. I don't know. I have Iowa State winning that game because as you you didn't say it, you said it on our phone call last night that it's tough to lose your coach three days prior to the tournament, whatever it was, and to win behind an interim coach that quickly and with that quick of, quick of turnover. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely an interesting uh, team, like you just outlined there with the stats and, and how you said they're number one in three-point defense. I, that, that just makes me want to South Dakota State LSU Elite Eight matchup to see uh, <laughs> them holding LSU holding their opponents to 28% and South Dakota State shooting 45%. I just want to see that then. Could that, um, that would have, that would have to be an Elite Eight matchup. That's what I just said. It, it would be an elite eight. Oh, I thought you said 16. Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. And just, just to go back quickly to the province, South Dakota state game, it's just going to be such a, just two extremely different styles of play. Like South Dakota state, such a fast paced team and Providence is so, like hangs their hat on defense. Like you look at their, just looking at their basic points per game and uh, opponent points per game. Providence, and this is another reason why I don't like them. Like they play so, I don't know the exact stats, but they have so many close one possession games where I just feel like their luck is going to have to run out at some point. And I think how okay, I know I know of that. Obviously, that trends out the whole season, but I think you can spin that in that they know how to win close games, which is huge in March. Yeah, I'm just saying, like they. Th- South Dakota State averages 15 more points per game than them. Right. And it's just, it's going to be so weird to see like such a high powered offensive team versus a, a great defensive team. So that'll be interesting to watch. And it's just, it's very telling if you look at the sports books. Out of all the 413 matchups, this is by far the lowest, the closest spread. And Providence is only favored by two points. I mean, yeah. The obvious argument, I think I might have even said it in this conversation, but I mean, it's the, what if they're in the Summit League? Yes. Like this is the best defense by far they're going to face the whole season. So um, I know Oral Roberts is in that league. That's all I can really think of. Probably North Dakota State, if I had to guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, as, so what was the sports book? Um, What's the line on it? Two, Providence. And that's the closest among all four thirteens. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to make the case for Providence because obviously they're the team I picked to go to Elite Eight. Uh, but he can't do it. It's. 
there's a disparity in conference play. Like they they haven't they haven't played anyone nearly as good as Providence. So um we'll see. Yeah, I just checked to make sure it still was two. It is. Um, so definitely interesting there. All right, as we round this out, are we just gonna say I think we you know, maybe if they've been following along, we've kind of like sprinkled it in there who we have in the final four, but let's just review, like reveal it just so we're, you know, we're laying all our cards on the table there. Go West and East and South and Midwest. Who is a, who are your final four teams? Uh, South Dakota state lost to Alabama, 104 to 88 in the beginning of the year. Anyway, I'll read it now. What was the point of bringing that up? Just that was the only major conference team they played the whole year, and they okay, all right. They, and they, they, okay, yeah, they're two. Sorry, I'm just going back. I'm just look. I was looking back in their schedule now. They're they have two losses out to go to state, correct? Um, no, they have four overall four. losses. Um, okay, they lost to Missouri State and Idaho, and Washington and Alabama. Right. Those are two major conference teams. Hang my hat on that, and I'll read off my Elite Eight. Um, so starting up in the West region. Yep. Arkansas versus Texas Tech. Um, in the East, I have Baylor versus Texas. In the South, I have TCU Villanova. And then in the Midwest, I have Providence Auburn. All right. West, I have Arkansas and Davidson. East, I have UCLA and Murray State. South, I have Houston and Loyola Chicago. In the Midwest, I have Kansas and Wisconsin. In my final four. Yep. I have Baylor over Texas Tech, Villanova over Auburn. I got Villanova over Baylor. Yep. And I have Arkansas over Davidson. UCLA over Murray State, Loyola Chicago over Houston, and Kansas over Wisconsin. Then I have UCLA and Kansas in the championship and UCLA Bruins winning the whole thing and completing their revenge tour from last year when they got their hearts ripped out by them. Uh, Like I said, I mean, I think you said it at the time. I don't know if you still, you know, have this perspective of this game, but I still think that's the, the best tournament game i've ever seen i think so it's either that or unc villanova right so i i just hope we're just as lucky as last year and we get some incredible games which now let's be honest there that's definitely going to happen there's no doubt so yep oh man i'm so excited um like i said i'm probably gonna have a conservative bracket too because like i said you know, you can only be so confident when you have a 10 seed in the final four. So definitely going to be throwing a couple brackets in there, but we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. And uh, like I said, yeah, if you're interested in our pool on the ESPN Tournament Challenge app, please contact us. We'll give you the details and you can put as many brackets in as you want, $10 per bracket. And uh, yeah, please share with all of your friends and uh, coworkers and anyone else you may know. Who was interested? Anything else to add before we sign off here today? I don't. Happy March. Happy March. It's a beautiful time of year. All right, everyone. Enjoy this tournament. Good luck with all your brackets. 
And let's hope that uh, you don't lose a Final Four team, which I'm sure everyone will at some point. There's going to be like something crazy happens, but I wish you all the best of luck. And um, yeah, we'll catch you next time with another episode. We'll probably talk some NFL free agency. That's in full swing right now as we record. I know Jack and I are really excited to talk about uh, certain guys that got a lot of money and a new potential uh, quarterback for our team. So you know, stay tuned for that. Um, be sure to show, follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast and TikTok at Hogline Podcast. Thank you for Mr. Keys for sponsoring today's episode. We will catch you next time. See you.